Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Targa. Thanks for joining us today. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today is one Chris Ryder of Liverpool, Pennsylvania. Chris is a photographer and an avid concert goer. You can find him throughout South Central Pennsylvania and other parts of the Commonwealth behind a camera lens at a wide variety of venues, including the Englewood near Hershey and the Whitaker Center in Harrisburg. We spoke in late July of 2021, one week before he was set to snap photographs of one of his all-time favorite bands in action at Spyglass Ridge Winery in Sunbury, Pennsylvania. So you may be wondering aloud now, what band are we referring to? Well, we will be talking about a blues rock outfit from Jacksonville, Florida, known as J.J. Gray and Mofro, and their 2007 record titled Country Ghetto. Country Ghetto was the band's third album and released on Alligator Records. It was recorded at Retrophonic Studio down in St. Augustine, Florida, and the horns and strings sections were recorded at Threshold Studios in New York. It was produced by Dan Prothero, as well as Jesse Aratow. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest to the program. Chris, thank you so much for being on Cover to Cover. It's a pleasure to have you today. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. So... What inspired you to choose this particular offering from J.J. Gray and Mofro? Um, this this is probably my favorite album uh, of J.J.'s, and I love all of his work. He is he's definitely one of my favorite artists and performers. I've gotten to see him and shoot his show twice so far, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him a third time next weekend. Um, a friend of mine introduced me to J.J.'s music. Uh, about 11 or 12 years ago, I think. Um, and I've been a, an avid fan of JJ's work ever since then. And this album, um, especially one of the songs on the album, just really kind of speaks to me on, on a root level, I guess. We are talking with Chris Ryder here of Chris Ryder Photography here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tucker. We're about ready to dig a little deep into J.J. Gray and Mofro's third studio offering. And uh, Chris, before we get really started here, can you tell our listeners, if they're unfamiliar with J.J. Gray and Mofro, who the players are uh, on this recording? Has this been a consistent uh, group of players you know, to this um, point in time? As far as I know, it is a pretty consistent group of players. Um, I, I'm not one of those guys to go back through and, and necessarily check with every album like that, who the individuals are. And maybe I should be, um, that's maybe a failing of mine, but, um, I had actually noted this down here. So JJ is, um, the lead singer. He's from Jacksonville. Um, he's got Todd Smalley on bass and his name should be Smiley because I swear to God, every time I've seen him play, either live in front of me or on a video. This dude has the biggest smile I've ever seen. And he's just up there, you know, hammering on that bass and having a blast of a time. Um, Anthony Cole is on drums. Andrew Trube, I believe I pronounced that right. It's either Trube or Trube. And Daryl Hans on guitar. Anthony Farrell on Hammond organ. Anthony Cole on trumpet. And Art Edmiston on tenor sax. 
I mean, that, it sounds like a very impressive lineup. There's a lot of pieces at play here in this blues rock uh, outfit. Uh, Chris, can you describe, you know, kind of when you first heard this album, have you been a fan of the group from the very beginning? Or was this, you know, what was your, I guess, entree into, into the band? So the first time I heard this, I was sitting on my back porch with a buddy of mine named Andy. And uh, we were smoking cigars, drinking whiskey, and trading music back and forth, playing, you know, hey, have you ever heard this? And I can't even tell you what the other bands were that either I showed to him or he showed to me, but he brought up J.J. Gray. And I'll be honest, I don't even remember which album he brought up first, but from the very first song that we listened to, it it just kind of grabbed me. Um, it's very honest, very raw, um, you know, a lot of feeling, a lot of emotion. It's not heavily produced and, and very and technical or notey, as, as I think you had said. Um, it's just, you know, it's good old fashioned blue collar rock and, uh, you know, with a great blues flavor to it and some groove. And uh, it just kind of grabbed a hold of me right from the beginning. And we kind of stopped playing. Hey, have you ever heard this? And we went through pretty much every album that had been recorded by them. At that point, this is, let me see, we're in 2021. So this is probably 09 or 2010 that, that we were doing this. And we went through everything up until that point, um, just listening to it. Some of them listening to songs, you know, repeatedly just to get more of the feeling and pick up on some of the finer parts of the songs that, that we really enjoyed. Yeah, I was doing a little bit of research because you introduced me to the band. I had seen them in print before, but it just mm -hmm. never, for whatever reason, uh, you know, got familiar with the music of JJ Gray and Mofro. And uh, and just doing a little bit of um, a little bit of research about Dan Prothera, who's it looks like he's produced several albums first with Mofro, and then when JJ Gray kind of entered the fray of you know the musical language that that Mofro was creating, you know, up until that point. Um, there's a lot of analog production methods and I don't know, maybe because I like hanging out in recording studios when the opportunity is right. I just, I love, I love that presence in the music and just the kind of care that's taken to making sure things sound as great as they can possibly do that. And being able to have access to just really wonderful, warm analog equipment, just, it really does service for the music and particularly the rhythm sections in so many of these songs on this record. They're just, there's just a feeling of warmth. So, you know, I just want to say thank you for introducing me to this, <laughs> this record. It's just, it's so awesome. I'm glad I made another fan. Definitely make sure that you check out the rest of his albums too. I think you'll probably enjoy them just as much and maybe some of them even more. I mean, you know, everybody's tastes are a little bit different. So one of his other albums might, you know, grab a hold of you a little bit more than, than this one in particular. We're talking here with Chris Ryder of Chris Ryder Photography here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka, all things J.J. Gray and Mofro. This is the third record uh, in, if you're keeping track of the catalog here. Um, do you think that this album, Country Ghetto, is uh, vastly different from you know the previous efforts by this ensemble? Or do you think this is sort of a continuum of a sound that they had been working towards? Um, what what do you think, or is this have have they found like a really just great like great sound, and they've just kind of 
kept the nose to the grindstone. Yeah, I think I think they just they they started with a great sound, and uh, you know I think the the base of that sound continues from the very first album to their most recent album, but also you can see a progression and you know an expansion, adding new sounds, new rhythms, of course, um, and just maybe it's them just becoming more and more comfortable with their sound and their style and you know maybe finding some new influences over time as well and adding some of that into it a little bit i'm not sure i'd love to ask him maybe i'll get the chance next week uh (laughs) yeah i've got a question for you from a uh, photographer's point of view so you love the band are there certain elements of the stage that you like to focus on as a photographer? Do you say pay attention to the rhythm section at different points points of the show? Um, what's kind of your approach as a photographer and how you would want to film them? Um, it's a good question. So, and I don't know if I'm the same as other music photographers or not, really, because I, I guess to answer the question, I I try to make sure that my images capture the feel of the moment and the show. So, you know, I always try to get, it it depends on the access that I have. Every stage is different. Every band is different as far as, you know, what you're allowed to do, what part, what angles you're allowed to shoot from and everything like that. So if I have my preferences, I love to make sure that I get full stage, full band shots, you know, nice wide shots. It shows everybody, you know, if it's a good light setup um, and, you know, all everything's allowing for it. I like to capture the feel of the lights with band members and everything so that, you know, even when, you, when you're looking at that image, even though you can't hear the music behind it, per se, like when you're looking at an image on my Facebook page, um, you still get a feel for it. And, and you have an idea of the, maybe the emotion of that moment, that split second that I try to capture. Um, so I always try to get a number of, of full band shots, but then I always go for individual shots of every member of the band as well. Um, either a side shot or a, you know a front shot, maybe a head shot, depending on you know if it's a lead singer. JJ also does a hell of a job playing harmonica, so I would you know I always want to get a couple shots of him you know nice and tight with that harmonica tight into the microphone. Um, you know, the toughest one to get every time, it, it seems um, every venue does just does not like the drummer as well as the rest of the members of the band. And I, I haven't figured out why that is. I'm sure there's a reason for it. But so I always try to make sure that I, I put a little extra effort into making sure that I get a couple images of the drummer specifically because... I notice from time to time when when I'm looking at albums of photos, you know, either from fans, photographers, press, whatever the case might be, that the drummers, they might not get missed, but maybe they don't get quite as much attention as some of the other members of, of the band. And that always kind of struck me as a little bit unfair. So I always put a little extra effort in, I guess, on the drummer because of that. That's always in the back of my mind. I want to make sure I get that guy. Plus, there's always a lot of action with the drummer. I mean, they, you know, everything's moving. Their heads, heads are moving. You know, of course, the sticks are flying. And, you know, you, you want to catch your, capture that at, you know, just the right moment. And sometimes it takes a lot of shots to get just that one that really stands out. We're talking with Chris Ryder of Chris Ra- Chris Ryder Photography here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka. All things J.J. Gray and Mofro. 
And we've been delving into a little bit about the creative aspects of how Chris approaches photographing a band. Um, this is really great. I mean, Chris, are there any favorite venues you have in particular? Do you like to pay, play favorites or do you just oh, kind man. of take each, each venue as it comes and then, you know, develop your approach, you know, in, you know, in, in whatever I, shape that takes? Right. So, I mean, I've definitely got my favorites, but it's not fair to name them. I, I don't think, but you know, I, I'm willing to shoot everything from a solo acoustic act in the corner of a little bar distillery winery um, to a huge full stage show like, you know, at uh, Club XL, HMAC, um, the wineries that I go to, all of this, um, especially Spyglass Ridge has an incredible stage and lighting setup um, that it's always fantastic shooting bands there. Um, So I'm really excited to see not only JJ Gray, and I, sh- I should mention this actually, the, the opening act for the night is going to be a local guy named Gabe Stillman. Um, awesome, hard pounding blues guy um, from uh, north of me. It's either Seals Grove or I, I might misspeak here. He might be from Williamsport area, but generally in that area. And then JJ is going to go on. And then Blues Traveler is the headlining, headlining act for the evening. And I've never caught their show. So I'm re- I've always enjoyed their music and, of course, very powerful harmonica work there as well. So I think it's going to make for uh, a highlight night for me for this year as far as um, some of the shows that I'm shooting. And, uh, you know, I'm very familiar with all three of the acts playing, so it'll be a blast. Awesome. That's excellent. Um, this feels like a good time to pivot into J.J. Gray and Mofro and talk about your favorite tracks. Um, so how would you like to, to begin uh, just delving in here oh man um i don't know we'll just uh, i wrote down some notes thankfully but uh so the album starts off with a song called war and uh i wanted to bring up the lyrics here um you know it's it's a powerful um song with really powerful lyrics and the music behind it is strong it's kind of fast um you know but You know, one of the nice things that I love about J.J.'s music, and it's not just this song, it's every song, um, you know, his lyrics stand for something. You know they stand for something with him. And sometimes you know what it is, and sometimes maybe you're left guessing a little bit. But every time in in all of his songs, I never have a problem understanding his lyrics, you know, and and hearing the words clearly and and being able to understand them and, and trying to put my own interpretation to them if necessary you know whatever the case may be and i think war is kind of one of those songs from an instrumental point of view you get this warm fat bass really yep. nice like staccato tambourine and there's just a there's this a, a wonderfully and ever-present just snare crack that just it sounds like it would be really good in mono really good in digital and um it's just it's such an awesome opener and it just I found myself asking, like, what year is this? Like, but it, that that doesn't really mean anything, you know. When you're using such great, like, you've got great audio gear and technology, and the band is just so rock solid. Um, one one point, uh, you know, just it sounded a bit like uh, something that Sly and the Family Stone would really dig. Definitely, it, it, this song definitely kind of took me back to you know Vietnam era. You know, I don't think his song is particularly anti-war. 
Um, but it did take me back to some of those anti-war songs that were going on during the Vietnam War and just, you know, some of the style, some of the feel of and some of the drive of this particular song. Absolutely. So the opening track we have is War. What a starter. We move to Circles and it's sort of this quiet Fender Rhodes and it's complimenting JJ's voice really well. It's kind of tender, pensive, uh, a little bit of a presence of violin just feels like the aftermath of a party and you know what went wrong what was fun what you're dealing with well and i and i think it goes into a lot of relationship type things and i don't know if they were personal relationship things from him or you know just stuff that he knows or you know maybe based on a friend's experience something like that but you know he's uh you know, I think the root of this song is is that he's with someone and he, he you know, maybe there were problems for each of them in the past. And he, he just want, he wants to be seen for who he is. And the past doesn't matter. You know, what we've got is what's in front of us here right now. And I want you to see me for me, not based on your past or my past, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Are there any lyrics in particular that stand out for you on this track? Yeah, it's it's in the second verse. So he st- he starts out saying, "So please forgive me for what some other man did to you before I came along, because I don't want to go on fighting and fussing over something I can't change at all." You know, and I think that's kind of strong. And I I you know I I understand what he's saying there, and uh, I I think something like that can be really tough for someone to overcome. Absolutely. Well, that's so well said. We're talking with. Chris Ryder here of uh, Chris Ryder Photography here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about J.J. Gray and Mofro's third studio record, Country Ghetto. Uh, after Circles, we have the title track here. You mentioned, uh, you know, close-ups of the harmonica. There might be a presence of jaw harp on this one. Um, really great tune. What, uh, what what say you about this one? So I, I love this song. Um, it, you know, I... I'm not a country boy, but I, I grew up in a small town in Perry County. I say, in fact, I still live here, um, you know, and it's so I can kind of relate to this song on at least some level. And, uh, you know, the town I live in is very nice. It's very sweet. Um, you know, it's, it's not a, a ghetto, but it certainly isn't where everybody would choose to live either, I guess. Being such a small town, you know, you want to do anything, you, you're driving somewhere. Um, but it's, it's a powerful song, and, he, you know, I think, anyhow, that he's talking about the um, preconceived misconceptions that people may have coming from a bigger city and, and meeting someone living in a smaller town, that, you know, quote, unquote, the country ghetto. And, uh, you know, so he, he goes into, you know, some of those things. Um, like the one line here, it says, so you can say what you will about your helping hand. I know I'll never be more than your just your dumb white trash, you know. And uh, of course, there have been mentions of Perry County in in the media in the past with Harrisburg and things like that. And and I thought this line kind of related sort of well to some of that, um, in in sort of a fun way. I mean, I you know he comes from Jacksonville, but he lives in the country, JJ. Um, he grew up on his grandparents' farm. He still lives on that farm and manages it when he's not on tour uh, or recording. So, you know, he, he's uh, 
he's not a guy talking about a subject that he has no knowledge of. You know, he he knows about living in the country and and you know on a farm and living that life and enjoying it and people looking at it from a different perspective, maybe not understanding it completely. After Country Ghetto, we have a track called Tragic. There's a little bit of a Godfather reference in here, you know, about trying to make an offer that they can't refuse uh, in relation to a family that he's referring to as tired and confused. I thought that was uh, uh, an, uh, an interesting and unexpected turn of phrase. It, it kind of was. And uh, actually, that's one I don't have the lyrics up to. Um, I I do enjoy this song. It just, uh, I, it's not, for me, it's not one of the more standout songs on the album i mean it's it's good it's very good um and i like every song but this one i i don't know i think this one and the lyrics and the story behind it i think um just because of the way my life has been i just can't completely relate to it i guess so maybe i don't quite it doesn't doesn't resonate as much with me just because i don't understand it sure Sure. Um, as we continue on, I guess you could say side A, as it were, um, after mm-hmm. Tragic, um, what do you think about it? You know, this funky song afterwards called By My Side. I like this song. Um, okay. It does have a little bit of funk to it, and I, and I love that about it. It brings in some, you know, that not all of his songs have that element to them. So when he does bring that in, um, it's just kind of like a nice little surprise, especially that first time that you hear it. After that one, we have, uh, it almost sounds like an old spiritual tune here called On Palestine, but he pronounces it Palestine. Palestine, Palestine. yeah. This is a heavy one. It is heavy. Um, And I think, uh, this is just a guess, um, but I think his pronunciation is is, because he's a good old southern boy. Yeah, <laughs> you got to You have to stay true to yourself. Yeah, you know, and and there is no argument that, that you know I've I've seen a couple videos of interviews with JJ, and um, you know I've uh, you know listened to really pretty much all of his music, I think. Um, and uh, you know, I he is definitely one of those guys that stays true to himself. The next song we have here is called Footsteps, and it's sort of I don't know, it kind of to my ears headed a bit in kind of velvet underground territory, you know, from a sonic perspective, I, my reference point was run, run, run. If you're familiar with that tune. Um, um kind of. Okay. I, yeah. I hadn't thought about that though. It's, I mean, from a lyrical point of view, it's, I mean, it's got three phrases and then it just kind of segues. It's a two and a half minute yeah, instrumental, it's not right? Long yeah. Long. It's uh-huh. short, but I, it's kind of haunting, I think, in a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if maybe he woke up from a dream that he was being chased. I think we've all had that dream to some degree or another. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I dig it. It is short. Um, it's one of those songs that I kind of wish there was more. Just because I feel like there's more to the story that I... And maybe that was the point of it was to keep us guessing and maybe, you know, mentally fill that in on our on our own. You know, what's this mean to the individual that's listening to it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of there's a quick little segue that was unexpected, at least for me as the listener, straight into Turpentine. And it's yes. got that Turpentine has. Oh, gosh, it sort of has like the spirit of a latter day kind of Grateful Dead tune. Um, 
especially in the groove, there was a song that came to mind. I think if, if you're familiar with uh, Bob Weir's Karina. Yes. Kind of shuffles a little bit. Yeah. This was a cool, unexpected track. It is. And, you know, it's it's a good song. The lyrics are good, but they're kind of, I don't know that they're, they're particularly deep. And each line is, is kind of short, which is a little different from JJ's normal style. I mean, it's usually a little bit more lengthy and, and somewhat drawn out, but you know, it's, it's got, it, it, it's a good jam, I guess. <laughs> it, it is. It, it, it is. There's a, there's a sense of isolation too. Uh, you know, working really hard, you know, breathe it till your headache, working for six dimes, breathe it till the ground shake. Um, you know, you're, you're deep in these piney woods. It's, you know, it feels like he's going to that rural area of Jacksonville where he's grown up and it's hot as hell down there. And you're working for that sticky gold flowing yeah. from a cat face. That's uh that's another expression. I didn't understand cat face, but yeah, I'm not sure what good. that one is. Uh-huh. Um, but it, he references, you know, lock and, and, you know, Jacksonville and, and the area that, he's grown up in and lived. Um, he references that area. He talks about it a lot in a number of his songs and you know, he loves it. It's clear from his songs that he loves where he lives. And you know, I know what, I know what that feels like. I, I love where I live and uh, you know, for a whole host of reasons. And uh, you know, he's proud of that no matter what someone else might think of it. And then I like that. I respect that. Most definitely. After Turpentine, we have a track called a woman. Yeah, this one is, uh, so, th- and this goes back to what I was saying. This one has the longer lines in it that I think it tends to be more his style most of the time. Not all the time. Um, but, you know, he's, uh, this is a very heartfelt song, I think. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just, he's talking about love and, you know, what makes, that woman, that one woman, the right woman, you know, for you or well, for him, whatever, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I, I like this song. It is a, a it, it is kind of a step to the side as far as his style, um, both lyrically and musically, I think, but not such a far step that it, that you wouldn't know it's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's really he's he's really kind of putting the onus on the listener to i don't know be accountable yeah be you know be be present you know buckle up and face that stormy be weather together yeah, yeah be a man <laughs> be a man is <laughs> show up <laughs> but yeah and, yeah and honestly i think it applies to both sides of the relationship though yeah um i mean he's speaking from a man's perspective here in this song but you know, the reality is if a relationship's going to work, it takes two and they both got to step up and they both got to be able to work together and willing to work together. And, you know, I definitely, this song is, uh, very much about that. Definitely. After a woman, we have Mississippi, beautiful saxophone accents in this song, really just loose and fun. And which I absolutely love. Um, I, you don't see a lot of rock bands nowadays, um, with, good sax and uh i grew in high school i played sax for seven years i played alto tenor and barry at various times so i love hearing um a good sax player and and even a a good horn section in general 
when it's worked properly and well into a good rock band, um, I think it can help them, you know, rise up another level. That's everything I love about a different group, <laughs> Tedeschi Trucks. <laughs> oh, I love Tedeschi Trucks. Yeah, absolutely. Their horn absolutely. section just enhances 100%. the rock element of, yeah. you know, what Derek brought to the table from the Almond Brothers and Derek Trucks Band and yep. what Susan brought, you know, from her own solo project as well as some gospel, you know, tones as well. Right. But Yep, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After, after Mississippi, we have uh, – the sun is shining down. And this was a song that you introduced to me as yeah. like, here's, it, here's kind of the crux of the argument as to why this, <laughs> this band is so great. Tell me, tell me and tell our listeners here about the sun is shining down. So this song, if you, if you pull up the video on YouTube, um, it starts off with JJ driving along, you know, uh, uh, what looks to be a quiet highway. I assume down in, you know, the Jacksonville area. And uh, he's talking about, um, you know, talking to his grandmother as his grandfather was very ill and about to pass away. And, um, you know, the song just kind of goes on. It, you know, it starts out with a very dark moment in his life. And as it is for anybody once they go through that. But then it goes on to be about, um, you know, you've got to take every minute. You've got to appreciate every every little thing and about life and, and not wait, not have those expectations simply and live your life and enjoy your life because you don't know how long you got. And, uh, you know, I always liked this song it, I, to be quite honest. It always brought a tear to my eye cause it's a very emotional song, but, uh, you know, this song really hit me. Oh, it was about a year and a half ago. Um, I was going through a particularly dark uh, time period of my life. And, uh, you know, just had some crap going on that, you know, I, it sucked. And uh, I was, I was spir spiraling down a hole that I wasn't familiar with. I, you know, I've, I've always been a pretty happy and, and not go lucky guy, but, you know, a positive guy. And I was having a lot of trouble being positive during this period of time. And uh, one night I, I had an event occur that um, it, it just drove me down to the bottom of this hole. And, you know, not suicidal. I don't want anyone to think that that was the case. But, you know, down down a hole where I, I really wasn't sure I could see exactly what my path was going to be, how, how I was going to get out of this hole. And it was something that I'd never experienced before in my life. And, uh, you know, I got home from this event and uh, mostly intact physically. And uh, I sat on the kitchen floor with my dogs and just, man, I just sat there with my head in my hands for an hour or two, I guess. And uh, finally decided I needed to break the silence and, and just, you know, put some music on the distraction. I needed something. I didn't even know what I needed. And uh, I brought up Spotify and I, I wasn't even looking at what I was clicking on. I just clicked on a playlist and, and just hit play. And this song came on and uh, it hit me really deep. And I listened to this song probably 20 times that day. And it helped, <laughs> you know, and over the next couple of weeks, I listened to this song another, you know, a couple times a day. I just kept it in my regular rotation. And 
this song just helped me find the light, see the light, something. I don't know. It helped me pull myself back out of that hole and start looking for those little things to appreciate in life and, you know, quit waiting for stuff to happen, make it happen. And, uh, you know, it, saying this song saved my life might be a, a bit too far because I, like I said, I don't think I was, I was at that point, but it certainly helped me turn a corner and, uh, you know, start living my life and, and appreciating my life and being happy with my life. And, and once again, starting to like who I am. And, uh, so I love this song. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. The record is winding down at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful track. The last track on the album is appropriately titled Goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from, from a sonic point of view, it's it it's peppier in different ways, kind it of is. like leans sort of in a jazz direction. Yeah, um, it does. And yeah. it's got that feeling like, hey, maybe this is goodbye, but just for now, not for good. You know, this is just the end of this album and can't wait to see you when I have my next one ready. No question. Uh, friends, we have been talking with Chris Ryder of Chris Ryder Photography about J.J. Gray and Mofro's Country Ghetto record. It was their third offering uh, that was released on Alligator Records way back in, seems way back now in 2007. Um, We're getting old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris, this has been such a wonderful conversation. And with anybody, any, anybody that comes on the show, um, I like to talk a little bit about cover art. Um, okay. It's just, it's ever present, no matter if musicians decide to release something in the digital world or on, on a vinyl record, cassette, CD, what have you. What kinds of images are conjured up in your mind when you look at Country Ghetto? Is there anything specific that either resonates with you or something that might suggest what you're about to experience from an auditory point of view? Well, I mean, he's got the don't tread on me snake. You know, it's a very simple image, but, you know, it's one steeped in history and, uh, you know, can have varying opinions on it based on your political views, I suppose. But, you know, I, to me, it, it speaks of, you know, freedom. And I, he just wants to live his life. Yeah, you know? it dates and back to the American quit, Revolution. Yeah. yeah, right. And, you know, quit bogging me, quit telling me what I got to do. I, this is my life, not yours. I want to just live it. And, uh, so it's, so yeah, it's, it's about freedom. And I think, you know, it's a very simple image, like I said, but I think it's also very powerful at the same time. Chris Ryder, you're an excellent photographer. I've seen you in action. Thanks, man. I have loved, you know, this conversation, getting to know much more about JJ Gray and Mofro, courtesy of your recommendation and introducing this band to our listeners. If they've never heard him before, check it out. Please yes, check please. out Please check out uh, Chris Ryder's uh, photography page. I'll be supplying a link for you. I believe uh, is Facebook the best route to take, or Facebook do you have? Facebook is the best route. Yeah, I'm, okay. I, I think I'm to the point now where I need to start designing a website, but I haven't done it quite yet. Um, but once I do, that'll be listed on my Facebook page, and it'll be it'll be pointed that direction as well. So, and I just want to give a um, just name drop one. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be. Uh, Attending and shooting J.J. Gray next week up at Spyglass Ridge Winery in Sunbury, Pennsylvania. And 
if you've never been there, you need to see a show. I mean, tickets are 53 bucks. You're going to see Gabe Stillman Band, who's a local blues phenom. Mark that name down. You're going to hear him in the future. I guarantee it. Um, and then followed by J.G. Gray and Mofro. And then Blues Traveler as well, a band that I have not seen or gotten to take pictures of yet. And uh, so it's a fantastic winery. Um, there's also a brewery there, Three Beards Brewing. Um, they recently opened up and they're doing a fantastic job as well. They've got a great stage, great light setup, great sound, a lot of open space. And uh, it, they do a great job of running an event like this. And it's well worth your time if you like the music. That sounds like an amazing evening. Go to their calendar, check them out. Definitely. Check out Chris uh, Chris Ryder's photography page on Facebook. And uh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, man. I appreciate the invite. This was a blast. All right. Thanks so much to all of you for taking some time to stop by the program today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcast, whether that's on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or maybe even Amazon. Take a moment to tell a friend or tell some of your family members about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That will certainly help us appear higher in search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover. <laughs>